You are listening to The Catholic Wire. Welcome to the stories for the young men. This is your host, Father Carlos Cepeda, and you are listening to The Catholic Wire. Today we continue with the life of Michael Magone, where in the chapter 6 of the book written by St. John Bosco, and as always, we read from it and adapt it a little bit to our time and age. But we ended up leaving Michael Magone after having done his confession and changing drastically his life. It was a moment of conversion for him. And so St. John Bosco tells us now a few of the examples of how his life changed and how he practiced virtue. To the frequency of the holy sacraments of confession and communion, Magone joined a great spirit of faith, an exemplary solicitude, and an edifying posture in the exercise of all the practices of piety. When he was playing sports or recreation, he was like a wild horse. But when he was in church, it was such his recollection that he would not be able to find a position, a posture, that was devout enough for his taste. You could see him in sometimes in such ways that you could make him an example even for grown adults. To prepare for the obligations of his day, he would always make an examination of conscience. When it was time to go to confession, he would always allow for everyone else to go before him, and in the meantime, he would wait with the greatest patience, with the most beautiful posture, for the opportunity to reach the confessor without bothering anyone. Hands together, kneeling down, his back straight, his face looking up to heaven, or looking to the altar, or looking to the ground, on some occasions, I saw him waiting for four or five hours, kneeling down motionless in the naked cement. A friend of him tried to imitate him once, and after two hours he passed out, convinced that he did not have the strength for that kind of penance. And this is all the more amazing when you consider how young he was. I can assure you, I was a witness. He was only 14 years old. He would grow excited when he would hear about the edifying manner in which St. Dominic Savio would receive the sacraments of penance and the Eucharist, and he would try as much as he could to imitate him. When he entered in this house, remember, it was unbearable for him to remain in the church even for a few moments. A few months after, that was the greatest pleasure that he had no matter how long the Mass or the functions were. What is done in the church, he would say, you do it for the Lord. And what you do for the Lord is never wasted. One day, the bell rang, calling to the sacred functions, and a friend of him said, Whoa, 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 Magone, stop, man. I mean, you went to Mass already. Finish the game. Just stop for a moment. 
And Magona said, Alright, I'll stop. I won't go if you give me the same pay that our Lord gives me. To these words, the friend didn't reply, and he ended up coming with him to the church. Another friend told him once, Oh Magone, come on, don't you get tired when the functions and the mass are so long? Oh dude, you're just the way I was before, he said to him. You don't know what's useful for you. Don't you know that the church, do you know that the church is the house of the Lord? That means the longer we're in the house of the Lord here, all the more we have a reason to be in the house of the Lord there up in heaven. Now, honestly, think about it. This, the way things are here, even materially, here on this earth, if you spend enough time in a piece of land, everybody knows you own that piece of land and they give it to you. Now, why would it be differently when it comes to spiritual stuff? If, therefore, we spend enough time here in the house of the Lord, I believe one day we'll get the right to own a piece of heaven. Generally, he would not retire from the church even when he had done his thanksgiving after Mass or Communion. He would always spend time praying before the altar of the Blessed Sacrament and then praying before the altar of the Virgin Mary. But this he would do with such recollection, such unction, such devotion, that sometimes it would seem that he was totally foreign to what, what was going on around him. It seemed like he was no longer aware of the world in here. And sometimes his friends, trying to get him to go back to the, to the games, they would walk next to him loudly or pretend that they tripped or push him a little bit or even step on his feet. But he, as if nothing was happening, would remain motionless in his prayer. Now he had a great deal of devotion for all the objects, all sacred objects. A little medal, a little cross, a holy card were all great objects of veneration for him. And whenever he learned that communion was being given or people were praying in the church or some hymn was being sung, he would immediately stop whatever he was doing and run to take part of it. Now, he actually was very good at singing and because he had this beautiful voice, in Italian they call it an Argentinian voice, meaning like a silver voice, he was actually applied to study music. Soon enough, he learned enough that he was able to become part of the choir in the public functions. And he said repeatedly that he wished his mouth had never been opened except to pronounce a word that was directed to the glory of God. Would, he said, that if my tongue did not do before what it ought to do, at least moving forward, it made remedy this fault. And he had written in his book of memoirs, among others, this resolution. Oh my God, grant me that my tongue might dry in my mouth before I pronounce a word, at even a word, that is not of your divine will. In the year 1858, there was a novena of functions that was done in the church in order to prepare for Christmas. It happened right here in the capital. 
And one afternoon, all the friends were saying, Magone, your part, the part that you sang by yourself, that was great. That, that sounded really great. As he heard them, he got saddened, confused, serious, and he stepped away from them and walked away. One of the friends went behind him and asked him, Magone, what's wrong? And very serious, he said to him, What's wrong is that I've worked for nothing. Because I was singing, and I took pleasure in how well I was singing. So you could say I lost half of my merit there. And now, with all these praises and words, I'm being made to lose the other half. So now all I get is being tired. Magoni in this way practiced virtue and became, as we said before, a good example for his friends. In the next episode, we will hear a few more examples of this exemplary young man. This is Father Carlos Cepeda, and you're listening to the stories of the young men for the Catholic Wire. <laughs>